0: everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It's March the 8th today. It's International Women's Day today. So it seems entirely appropriate that today I'm talking about the relationship that women have with alcohol and the way that we seem to be closing the gender gap when it comes to our drinking patterns. So you may have seen recent reports that suggest that women are drinking more in comparison to, to men. So I was interested in having a look at this a little further. And the one thing that struck me when I looked at this is the actual lack of research that there is out there, the lack of statistics that there are, which um, look at the patterns of women drinking alcohol over the last uh, decades. So when we have a look at the, the statistics that are available... The most recent report that I have is is an American report done by the National Institute of uh, Alcohol uh, and Drug Abuse. Uh, And in the decade between 2002 to 2012, the percentage of women reporting that they are drinking increased from 45 percent to 48 percent. And in that same period, Men reported uh, that the percentage of men reporting that they were drinking actually fell to about the mid-50s from 60%. So if we take that report as it stands, it certainly looks as if the gender gap is, um, is certainly getting narrower. So in the same period, uh, women reported that they drank 7.9 days per month, which had increased from 6.3 days per month. Well, okay, that seems to be a statistically significant increase, but if you look at that in reality, 7.9 days per month of drinking doesn't seem to be very much to me. That just ba- basically seems to be drinking at weekends. So when you start to look at the statistics and really uh, compare that with your own reality or my own reality, it doesn't seem to make much sense. Um, certainly when I was drinking, I was drinking most days per month um, and you, and I was drinking, I certainly drinking a lot. And it seems to me that in my sphere, anecdotally, and all around me, women are drinking far more than 7.9 days per month. And the problem with this kind of reporting is that you, they are relying on women to take to take part in the statistic reporting, and they're also relying on women to be truthful. So anybody who has ever drunk alcohol before, I am sure has not been truthful about the levels of their drinking so there's a problem right there people always want to put the best thought the 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 best side of them forward even when they're filling out a form and it's completely anonymous so really given that this is the only statistics it doesn't it, it doesn't seem very representative of uh women and drinking even though the whole feeling is that women are indeed drinking more than they ever have before. Now, arguably, you could say, well, that's a good thing. You know, we're not stuck at home behind closed doors. Um, Men have always drank what they wanted to. And this is just freedom of choice. We are just exercising our equal right to consume what we want. And in one sense, that's completely true. No one seems to um, condemn us anymore about drinking but on the other hand this doesn't seem to be the objective of the women's movement when we talk about equality we are uh, i think for me i certainly thought about equality in terms of positive things uh, about being able to go out and um and and have great careers to be represented in boardrooms on an equal basis uh with, with men to earn the same wages for doing the same job. Basically, when we think about the way that our ancestors chained themselves to, uh, to to railings in order for us to get the vote, and women marched in uh, the 1970s and burnt their bras and were the object of um, derision and criticism and insults uh, for they, they did that in order that we could have a better experience. I don't know that women basically burnt their bras just so we could sit on the couch and get hammered every night. But anyway, put that to one side, I was interested to go back and see exactly how we got here. So I went right back to uh, looking at when wine became a popular drink because I think that most of us can agree that wine really has become a woman's drink it certainly is the the the, uh, the alcoholic beverage of choice so you might be interested to know that to that before the 1960s wine was not really considered uh, a sophisticated drink it really was considered um the drink of the hobo so if you think of um, words like wino that's where that came from it's really only poor people who drank wine but in the 1960s 1962 in fact that all changed and it was down to jackie kennedy she really started to um popularize the concept of wine drinking she did a tour of the white house and at that time everybody America was was just enthralled by their new rock star president and his beautiful, elegant, sophisticated wife. Uh, She did a tour of the White House and part of that was a dining room and they did uh, a panned view as they went round to look at this beautiful table laid out and on it was these beautiful wine glasses. Now, immediately after housewives and uh, women across the country had seen this, they there was an absolute run on wine glasses. Everybody wanted to be like Jackie Kennedy. She has influenced fashion. She was influencing housewares. And now she was influencing what people used to drink. So wine drinking for the first time was seen as something that was sophisticated. At about the same time... Um, a very popular cook on um, TV was gaining popularity, and that was Julia Child, and she was introducing the concept of wine pairing, pairing wine with what you were eating. So at the same time, this movement was was gathering, so that uh, women were seeing. Uh, drinking wine with your food is a very sophisticated thing. And winemakers at that time were capitalising on the new popularity. We started having in North America lots of little vineyards, um, you know, growing all over the place um, to meet this new demand for wine. When we go into the 1970s, of course, that was the uh, decade of, women's, of the women's um, uh, independence and equality movement. The global wine markets were opening up. Uh, More and more women were in the workforce and more women than ever before were were attending college and more women were having an independent income. There's more disposable income than, than ever before. So. The alcohol industry, like any industry, was looking for new markets and the women's women's movement was opening up. Not only um, the, the idea of women working in being represented in the workplace, but also having disposable income, which meant, of course, that they were becoming consumers. So the, the alcohol industry really did see women as becoming their new block of consumers, which they uh, were marketing to. When you move on to the 1990s, that, that decade is what I like to call the sex in the city years. That is really when we had in the media a representation of, of women having girls' nights out, women drinking wine at all hours of the day, it being completely normal to be drinking. In the 1990s, women really thought that we could have it all. There was a Ladette phase where women were going out and drinking in bars and drinking pints along with the boys, we were, we were crashing through glass ceilings at that time and we did have more disposable income and the media was really helping. You know, in the media, if you look at it now, there's the Sex in the City years, we had the uh, introduction of reality TV, so the Real Housewives franchise started, uh... We had shows like The the Good Wife starting in the 2000s. We've had social media springing up dedicated to drinking. So really, the whole concept of women drinking has become normal. And we have been targeted by the alcohol industry, whether they created the market or whether they took advantage of the women's movement to create a new market, that is arguable. But certainly there is, um, there's no doubt that there are many different new women's brands out there. And the alcohol industry also relies on this whole unpaid sales force that they have, which is basically drinkers drinkers influence other drinkers. So you have this peer pressure of women who drink wine who tell other women that it's perfectly okay to drink wine too. So women's drinking has become normal. It's normal to drink daily, it's normal to drink alone, it's normal to drink at all social events. And we've got into this this idea that you know wine is our friend, it's, it's harmless to drink wine. It's perfectly okay to drink wine and in some cases, it's healthy to drink wine. Now, when I when I think back to the way that my mum used to drink, um, she used to drink alcohol and it was a very social occasion. It was a, a celebratory occasion. It was a special thing. She didn't come in through the door after a day at work and pour a glass of wine. She came in for the day and she started in. She had a cup of tea or, or, or a cup of coffee. So... Now we've changed. We've changed that. It's perfectly okay to drink wine when we walk through the door. Now, in this podcast, there's lots of reasons why we can talk about why this has happened. But when there have been reports saying how dangerous it is, and then we look at some of the statistics, we see um, more than 50 percent. Uh, There's been a more than 50% increase in the last 10 years of women who were convicted of um, DUIs. There's been a more than 50% increase over the last 10 years of women who admitted to emergency for alcohol-related issues. There's been a 400% increase over the 10 years of women who are diagnosed with alcohol-related liver disease. And there has been a similar, similar increase of women who are admitted to rehab programs. And that is all seems to be correlated with women's consumption or their purchasing of wine. And, those, and that figure is from the alcohol industry itself. So closing the gender gap doesn't seem to be a really positive uh, thing here. And what's bothering me is the pushback from women that I see in social media. Recently, the, the Center for Disease Control in the United States issued a, a warning to women who were even thinking about getting pregnant, or if there is even a chance of them getting pregnant, to really be very careful about what alcohol they were drinking. At the same time, We had the chief medical officer in the UK warning women that every time they poured a glass of wine, they should start thinking about cancer. And the same public health warning was given in Canada, where the message that the Canadian government wanted to get out was that alcohol wasn't, you know, isn't just not harmless, it's actually dangerous. And some of the reaction from this on social media was really alarming. Some of the messages that I got from, um, that I saw posted by women were along the lines of, oh my God, it's my only vice and they want to take that away from me as well. There was a very, very big pushback from um, so-called feminists in the States reacting against the message from the Centre of Disease Control that somehow this was an anti-feminist thing to put out a warning about alcohol damaging your unborn child. And this seems to me crazy because I have always thought about the feminist movement as no, you know looking after women, looking out for their best interests, making sure that they can live life to their full potential, making sure they have choices. And sure, drinking alcohol is a choice, but it should be a well-informed choice and there should be some acknowledgement of the consequences of drinking alcohol so when we talk about closing the gender gap on this day on international women's day this is not something that i think that we should be proud of i think it's something that we should be really really worried about because as i said before i don't think that women in the 70s burnt their bras from this i'm pretty sure that this wasn't the idea that uh, women had when they chained themselves to railings for us to get the vote. I don't think any of those women who worked hard to elevate women's rights really anticipated that the area where we were making most progress was to getting hammered. I don't think they anticipated, instead of seeing us in boardrooms, they saw us really well represented at bars. Because that, for me, isn't, isn't feminism. That, for me is us being manipulated by the alcohol industry, which, by the way, is completely male-dominated. So today, on this day, which is dedicated for women, as we're holding our hands out across the world and um, really giving our positive vibes and working working for women's equality everywhere, just think about putting the bottle down. Just thinking about saying to, to women, Do you really think that this is the best use of our potential? So I want you to have a great International Women's Day. Thank you very much for listening and I will talk to you again tomorrow.